Hello, hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to episode one, the pilot of our brand new podcast, The Cheese Touch. Um, my name is Rebecca. And my name is Ratika. And we are lifelong friends with a passion for pop culture, internet drama, and putting our noses in other people's business. Uh, so we're hoping that you will listen along with us as we dissect the absolute classic film, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Roderick Rules. And that you'll continue to tune in every week to hear our little opinions on what we decide to discuss. So let's get into it. Okay, well, how are you? How's it going? I haven't talked to you in... I'm good. It's been ages, days. I feel like that's long enough. Dearly. Yeah, I mean... Okay, hold on. Let me pull up the notes thing. Okay, you didn't put anything in here. I did. I just put on the second page because I was worried I would put spoilers. Oh, okay. Also, my notes are a mess. A, a mess. An absolute mess. The Chirag, the little, the little kid. That racist. They Completely were, racist. I want to know. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know which white guy went up to that little child and said, I'm, we're looking for like, can you do an accent? Because I need oh, you to do an racist. accent. The entire thing was, it was bad. So bad. It was bad. Okay. I'm just going <laughs> to. What's the licensing fee for TikTok by Kesha? Like $2 in 2010. Honestly. Sorry. Don't. My notes are so bad. Honestly, the, Greg is such a dick because I think he's such a dick. I, for, I forgot. Gaslighter. Gaslighter. I have Greg as a gaslighter. He's a gaslighter. <laughs> he's such a gaslighter. I feel like. You know the scene? Did you just say Bill is Rebecca's type? Did you say Bill is Rebecca's type? You want me to you want me to read verbatim what I have written down? Let me find this. Let me find this. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Shit, where is it? Fuck. Um, um, um. Shit. Sorry. I know I wrote something down about that. I wrote down a lot. <laughs> I know you so well. I was like, he's his I mean, considering that Roderick is my type and Bill is yours. Because the first note is, Roderick is so hot, the Timothy Chalamet of 2011, if you will. Am I wrong? Oh, I would fuck the old washed up rock star. I have a lot of problems. <laughs> he walked so any of the TikTok e-boys could run. Like, he's the blueprint. Mm-hmm. 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 Tell you. Oh, Absolutely. Speaking of TikTok, speaking of TikTok, tell me with your with your whole heart that you don't think that Greg's love interest would have been a TikTok star if this movie was made today. He's an incel. Like, I don't want to be I have it in the notes. I don't want to call an 11 year old an incel, but. Start him young. You know, I agree with you. Guys like us incel behavior. <laughs> Mom bucks is so subversive. Bitcoin who? Honestly, if Susan was a real mom, MLM. Yes. Also, I was just going to say, I think she's kind of a MILF. Also, I was meaning to say that the parents that they got for this movie are absolutely dollar store Jason Sudeikis and Megan Mullally. Oh, absolutely. Do you not like that was exactly the vibe they wanted. And it's it's uncanny valley. Yeah. Like the dad is so confusing. Like I I didn't understand Oh, I was going to say, though, they did nail the, like, white dad who's way too into war reenactments. 
my dad will watch the same uh, history channel documentary on the aviators of World War II and a plane will like fly by the screen for like two seconds and he's like that's a G62 Boeing whatever and then the next like fucking scene they're like the G62 Boeing I'm like why are you even watching this you're studying for a test you will never have to take and like I don't know speaking of dads watching a history channel it's a TikTok of this dude being like we're just sitting and my dad is watching the history channel and he's taking notes <laughs> And I was like, this is so funny. Like, I don't understand what it is about dads and taking notes. Reading through my notes again. I forgot that this movie has its own sort of flavor. Would you say of the Bazinga in the form of a Zooey Mama? I completely forgot about that. I have to say. Oh, it's so good. It's so Rowley is unironically the best character in this movie. The most earnest. He genuinely is comedic yeah, king. He's so good. And he's so earnest. And I find that earnestness like likable because he's a kid. Like you're supposed to be like that. You're not supposed to be manipulative like Greg. Mine like almost as pretty as my mom. I literally wrote that. Absolutely. I, and I was like, Freud? <laughs> like also Freud with the weird um poop prank. I just I was, you know, I was <laughs> really reaching out to our audience on these Freud references um I was shocked I haven't watched like a movie for young folk in a very long time it's a period piece actually and the amount of humor that revolves around like just butts and like pooping and poop and butts I was like it shocked me a little I find that even for a movie that came out in 2011 it was a bit much because I remember I watched this movie at the movie theater. It was a formative experience in my life. Of course. That checks out. And even then, I was like, this is kind of immature. But I guess, like, we have to think target demographic. Like, is it, it's what? It's the seven-year-olds, I'm guessing. I also want to say, this was my first time watching this film. Yes, I've read that's I've why. read all the books. <laughs> I have never seen this movie before. Oh, it's so good. So I, I really am coming in here with like little to no nostalgia other than it's so good. As you know, last month I downloaded Pop Tropica and bought an, mm-hmm. a, a premium membership so I could play the Diary of a Wimpy Kid Pop Tropica Island. So. I forgot that there was an island based on the book. Yeah, you know, it's it's my area of expertise. Um, I'm a big I'm a big pop head, if you will. I think you're just really competitive and you needed something to. Absolutely. But something easy that I could body. Also, I wanted, I meant to ask you this. Do you think the movie resonates with you so much because you are a middle child? (laughs) Why did I write, I didn't realize I was the Greg of my sibling group and it haunts me. (laughs) I know, I wrote it down. I wrote down twice. Ask Ratika if this is an accurate depiction of the middle child. Honestly? Syndrome. Absolutely, 100%. And I actually I was thinking about this because I watched the movie like I've watched the movie several times because obviously um, but I watched it for the first time with Shania my, my little sister and my older sister I just for the purposes of the for those of you that don't know you don't know and it's like she liked the movie like it was fun but I was just like was thinking about it because I spent so much time at home recently like I was home you know in March and then I came back in September and I've just been two places are home for me but like I feel like now the relationship that Shania and I have is very much like Greg and Roderick's relationship 
which says more about me than Shania because I act like a teenager. Like, but I just like, I don't know. We just argue like we're both. You have an image to uphold. But yeah, I was just really thinking about that because like, I feel like me and Broderick, not to like extrapolate or anything, but like um, kind of in this movie. And I, I was like, wow, I, d- I wasn't expecting myself to relate to this period piece like this 2011 movie about sibling rivalry a lot of people have said it and i will agree this movie belongs in the library of congress you know we need to we need to preserve this um because it's obviously it resonates with people so deeply um and i think that also i wanted to say that i resonated very deeply with the girl with the blunt bangs who thought that she was everything and needed to be liked so much also did you watch the part when she performed at the talent show and she performed moonlight i did memories oh it's memories i thought it was moonlight it's not called moonlight it should be called moonlight (laughs) anyway what's the first word of the song shut up (laughs) what does everybody say when they start singing i just want to ask okay sorry i loved her though i thought she was so funny she plays a bigger part in the first movie if I remember correctly. Oh, well, I'm going to have to go back. I need to know the you lore. You should watch the first movie if you have a chance. I also, I did, so I didn't have, to, I don't have Disney Plus because I don't have any money. So I got to go on like, like some one, two, three movies dot, like dot web dot net. Just the, every 20 minutes I was getting a message from Ashley 18 who wanted to suck my titties or something, which was nice. And then, you know. Every MILF in the area said, you like Greg's mom, here I am. Um, and, you know, every click I tried to pause it, it, it sent me to a new dimension. So that was really nice. Uh, I, that did add to the nostalgia of trying to steal movies. You're getting the full um, 2011 experience. Absolutely. Susan's advice column I'm seeing on your list. Um, yeah, that I don't understand. What she, Does the mom not have a job? Like, I don't know if she's like a writer. She's a freelancer. So I guess she's like a stay at home mom. I know it's weird. Maybe I'm at the age where I'm like, what do you do? Like, what do you like? What's your job? Because I'm still looking for ideas. Right. Like, I still I still need to figure out what I'm doing. So I'm like, maybe I'll get an idea from this movie. Don't know what the dad does. Um, I think he's a Civil War reenactor. Oh, Jesus. That's those HGTV episodes where it's like my wife writes a shitty advice column and I'm a Civil War reenactor. We're looking for a our beach budget. house. Our budget is $12. <laughs> no, our budget is $12 million because they always have big ass Generational budgets. wealth. Ugh, I hate that for them. You can't have a shitty job without a dad who does something. Yeah, that's what my point is. Like, I guess it doesn't really matter to Greg because like he's not really interested in the socioeconomic. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really want to take your role in most conversations and bring this back to capitalism because I think there's a lot. Oh, I did, have, <laughs> I did have this movie as a biblical allegory written down because I just saw the church scene and I realized I don't, I never really went to church, and like just the the I love like the hype around church, like the fantasy of it all, the drama. It's really interesting because like, I don't know, I just was watching and I was like, well, I didn't think they were a religious family, but. I felt like, I don't know, they just didn't feel like a church family to me. Some people are secret church families. You can know somebody for years and then find out that they do that every Sunday morning. It's a shock. at I'm not against it. I just like. It's, it's just strange. But also like, 
I don't know. I just felt like blindsided by that. It was, I forgot about that from the book. I guess I blocked that out. I don't know if that part was. We need to consult the source material. I don't, I I wouldn't. I'd love it if that was just a creative direction taken by the director. A big part of why I don't remember any of the books is because, first of all, even at 11 or 10 years old and my wise age of 10, I always hated Greg. Like, I think he's such a dick in the books. Like, fuck them kids. He sucks. Like, <laughs> he sucks. He sucks. I hate him. And but also the books don't really have a plot. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I have genuinely I have written down even about this movie. Like, is there a plot? It was just scenes, which I love. No plot, just vibes. I love that. I love that for it. Kind of like cats, like no plot, just vibes. I, I no really plot, have... just people introducing themselves until one of them gets to die. Greg, like that's hopefully. actually kind of subversive. It totally is. Not to be a cinephile or anything, but why do movies need to be about something? There, sometimes movies with plots are worse. At Malcolm and Marie. Did you watch that? No, but I don't want to. Every time. I haven't yet. Every scene I look see seems so dumb. It seems so dumb. I'm sorry. Every time I'm like, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. Um, someone releases a new screenshot, and I'm like, okay, this is it's not working out for me. Or did you see that scene? It was like, it was like, uh, it was a Tumblr post. It was like a guy writing an indie movie, girl peeing in high heels. You can hear her peeing, and then that picture of her pissing in heels. It's because you see her in like her most intimate. Let her piss in peace. Are you kidding me? Manic pixie dream girl. Actually, I was thinking about this. I think Roderick is my manic pixie dream boy. I think I think so. Like at age 10. At age 10, not now. I mean, okay. now I know better, but at age I'm 10. I'm going to let that one linger. Also, I love that they like, this was obviously marketed as a children's movie, so they weren't able to show underage drinking. So in all the party scenes, they're just getting absolutely roasted, toasted off a bottle of like fucking Shasta Cola. And and it's always the off-brand cola, obviously. And they were all holding solo cups. It's never a branded. It's an RC. It's a it's a no frills. It's You never get the Pepsi. It's the no name. Um, it's the no name. Yeah, and they're holding solo cups. Actually, the party scene is the one scene that I really remember from the movie that I'm like, it's so funny to me. I don't know why. First of all, this is evidence that, because, you know, in the movie, um, Roderick is, like, constantly making fun of the fact that Greg likes this girl, and he's, like, sabotaging yes. his chances. But then you find out that Roderick himself, of course, has no game. Um, yep. Can't get anything. None. Zero. Also, his friend looks like he's 30 at the very, like, I was gonna do you, the one with the straight blonde hair as well. They were they found like some assistant manager at a subway, and they said, "Put on a snapback, and you are a teenager." He looks he looks like he's greasy, and he looks like he smells like that bread. He looks like he smells like that bread. I love how it's Subway specifically. He looks like a Subway sandwich artist. But I also another favorite moment from the party, <laughs> um, Rowley King of Pussy. Getting smooches on the cheek, getting going up and dancing with the ladies. He lives in a fearless world. Like, you know that Amy Schumer movie where she like forgot what societal beauty standards are? No, because as on principle, I don't watch anything. Listen, I'm not saying I watched the thing because I didn't, but occasionally you see a trailer. Anyways, that's what that movie would have been if it was good. That's what that's the life that Rowley lives. He is just young and free yeah Rowley is just like a gem like 
he just doesn't care. I I think like he just doesn't care about what people think. And as someone who thinks about yeah about everything, I find it kind of refreshing that at age eleven he can do that. Good for him. Good for him. Um, I also have in here Roderick is a himbo, and I stand by that. Obviously, the party scene is important because, um, at you know they have the party, they go to sleep, and then they find out that their parents are coming back early because Manny got sick, and then they find out that someone spray painted Roderick rules on the downstairs bathroom door, which is obviously the titular role I wrote. It's the titular role. <laughs> Insert Leonardo DiCaprio love- squinting meme. Yes, that you know the one. I know the one. But I was this is my late this is my only Ladybird reference in which I know you haven't watched. So I have seen Ladybird. This is for me. You have? Yes. I'm okay. not an animal. I'm shocked. <laughs> I'm shocked. But you know. It's the titular role. You also wrote that you also wrote that beside Greg finally got rid of the cheese touch. Which we are I we are inspired, that. of course, by this work. Oh, because that is the titular role of the podcast. Yes, in case you didn't know, um, this is why we're doing this. That's the meaning of everything. Yeah, that is. I think every decision we make can be traced back to something. I think in this so. Movie. Um, our obsession, our obsession with, cats, with cats. That girl um, in that pink dress. I also have written down um, the kid who they cast to be Fregly. Did they just tell him to always be doing like a very bad Napoleon Dynamite impression? Because I was getting those vibes very strongly. Getting? Yeah. I mean, I don't really feel a certain way about Fregly. Kind of indifferent towards him. I do. I feel very strongly about <laughs> I feel in- like yeah, I'm just super indifferent. Like when they have a character who's only there to just be like gross. I mean, I'm really taking this as analysis a little too deep for this children's mm-hmm. movie from 2011, but it's like, I don't I know. I mean, what's better than a this? Little better? Guys being dudes. And critical analysis. Okay, that too. Yeah, um, the whole Chirag thing is just racist. It is the microaggressions in it's it are bad. really something. And I, f- I, I mean, it's I have terrible. nothing to say except that the entire plot, like the whole like invisible Chirag thing was racist. And also, again, so gaslighty by Greg, straight up telling a child he does not exist. When they, when they, when they found out that, you know, Roderick Rules was written on the downstairs bathroom door, um, Greg had this brilliant idea of, you know, trading the door that they happened to have in the basement, you know, just, just let me go get the extra door um, that we have in the basement. And then, but the door doesn't have a lock. And Greg is like super paranoid that parents are going to find out. And then um, Roderick says my favorite line in the movie, which is deny, 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 which means that Roderick and Greg are just gaslighting their parents into believing that there was never a lock on the door. And I'm like, shit. And said, no. They look their mom right in the eyes and he and he says, no, ma'am. Roderick's a good liar. Greg, useless. But Roderick, he's really good. Absolutely. I think I have Greg's a narc also oh, written down yeah. because I wouldn't trust that kid with anything. I also forgot that plot happened that Greg actually reveals to his mom that they did have a party. But because I mean, Greg kind of manipulates their mom into being like, well, we get along so well. 
you know. I know, and and he doesn't say that they had a party. He said it was just the guys from the band coming over. So he's still not only like he somehow encapsulates both of the two worst things you can do, which is lie and narc. And gaslight. Like, Don't forget that. And gaslight. He's kind of running the Tumblr triad there, you know? He's he's hitting he's touching all the bases. I know you're not a jock, but I'd I'd call that a home run, my friend. Um <laughs> I was gonna say these kids invented TikTok when they made when they was just Rowley lip syncing to TikTok for like 20 minutes. It was so long. That was so subversive. So subversive ahead of its time. And then, and I would like to bring this up as well. Then Greg says, Hi, don't why don't you put these on your head? We need it, you need a gimmick. Let's put some undies on your head. Were those Greg's underwear? Because even if they're clean, imagine I, me, your loving friend, came up to you and said, I want to go viral. Will you put these panties on your head? Even if they were clean, I don't think that that's something at any level of relationship. I think that it's, I think that's, again, that thing that you mentioned earlier about middle school humor. I guess, like, middle schoolers would find that funny. Like, in the way that Captain Underpants is kind of funny, which it's not. Captain Underpants is still fun. Oh, <laughs> Wow, we reached an impasse in our relationship. <laughs> Here's the thing: every you know the the gag in Captain Underpants where they fall and hit a sign, and then it says something new, or they rearrange the letters. That is never not. Funny. No, I've never read, I've never read Captain Underpants or watched the movie. Okay, well, people uh, people who listen to this with taste will know what I'm saying. Um, there's just a running gag where they like rearrange the signs on things, or they have a sign that says a very specific thing, and then somebody like crashes into it and breaks it off, and then it says something like big poopy butts or something again with the butt humor this is a very middle school thing but I just think that's so beautiful how you can take something and turn it into something else I think it's a very transformative moment I just think it's so beautiful also this movie is short king representation I have that written down <laughs> they said you only get a, you said you only get a role if you're under five four um I wrote Roderick is an anti-capitalist king because he doesn't have a job and he tricked his mom by buying old like board games so he can get oh the mom bucks thing i should probably include the mom bucks thing which um yeah so their mom is like if you get along i'll give you a mom buck which she basically creates her own currency which is like kind of i like i said a hashtag girl boss moment yes on susan heffley's part uh, honestly bitcoin whom like get susan on in this GameStop thing like she- absolutely Shelon Musk, if you will. Anyway, so they can trade in a mom buck for a real dollar. And Roderick is, who haven't seen it, just for context, you know. And then Roderick keeps, like, asking their mom to trade in their, you know, his mom bucks for money. And Greg's like, how are you getting this? You're not being nice to me. I have no clue where you're getting this money from. And then we find out it's because Roderick has been going to thrift stores. and buying the old board games that have fake money in it that kind of resemble the mom bucks because the mom bucks are just like old money from like monopoly-esque board games they could get the license to tiktok but not monopoly you know what i bet it's expensive considering monopoly is about buying properties they're kind of balling i bet probably Probably. capitalist you know um like that's kind of an anti-capitalist move like they say work smarter smarter, not harder Oh my god. 
hive mind. <laughs> Let's go, ladies. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Anyway, I just think that was and like it's just funny because that scene kind of reminded me of literally my older sister telling me shit like that. She's like, "You work too hard sometimes. This is what you got to do to finesse the system. Just do things badly, and then no one will ask you to do it ever again." And I was in the camp of Greg being like, why would you do that? Um, my sister was right. You see, but then you became you became my Roderick. Because I remember the time you told me that you could put a dime in when you go through the TTC. That changed my life, dude. And then, and then my, my family came with me to Toronto and we were going to take the subway. And I did that thing where you just like walk through the part where you put the cash in really fast and you just so throw any assortment of like nickels in there. And my parents thought I was so fucking cool. They were like, oh, my God, you know how to scare. You're listening to this. Um, never pay for the TTC. If you get caught, just cry. Um, give them a fake address, etc. I'm definitely going to take this out, but never pay full price at the TTC. I think you should leave it in. I think that's I think we could be really educational for people. I think we need to take this podcast in a different direction. Never pay full price for anything in general. I think. No. Steal. I steal from Ikea sometimes. It feels great. You, didn't you steal a phone charger that one time? I stole, <laughs> I stole a phone charger. I stole some makeup brushes, which I clean and I still use. Um, and I stole lint rollers for my friend. I love that for you. It's it's like hunting and gathering it feels like what i'm supposed yeah, to be like doing. hunting and forging you know like that's just basic instincts. absolutely but yeah if you work part-time anywhere um, and they underpay you which they probably are you should steal from them um anyway that's my anti-capitalist rant it's over that's that's the one for this episode i'm sure next episode whatever we, we decide to do i will find a way to talk about being anti-capitalist and stealing so um and abs- it's you know what it's what the people need and it's what they want in the middle of a pandemic a- panoramic personal pan pizza also i want to talk about um the american fascination with wearing shoes in europe and how it makes me want to go absolutely postal he wears shoes on his bed in this movie he is on his bed in a pair of dirty chuck taylors and i had to watch that with my own two eyes i never noticed that my ass would be kicked. Also, the scene where they f- their parents find out about the party because they stupidly take pictures on their parents' camera. I think it's kind of funny that they did that. Also, the fact that they use their parents' camera, period piece. That's my argument. Another argument. Um, Using the mom's laptop for homework. Another excellent period piece moment. Also, no cell phone in sight, just vibes. That was also... Absolutely. Like when he got locked in the basement, I was like, dude, send and he a text. didn't know how to use the phone. That was so funny. That was so like boomer humor. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. You've got to. But I mean, of course, thankfully, Rowley picks up on his football phone, which where can I get one of those? I needed immediately. Okay, I need that. That and the Jersey Shore Duck phone. I need both of those immediately. Like I, oh, I want that. I Technology want that. should have stopped when we reached novelty phones. I think that I think that we peaked I think there. I missed out on something like an like a real like integral part of my childhood because I never had a phone like that. I, I'm going to flex real quick. I owned a Bratz uh, lip phone. Oh, my God. Do you still have it? Actually, it might have been my friends. I cannot. I might have just stolen this memory. Um, but somebody, either me or someone very close to me, owned a Bratz lip phone. And it was amazing. 
that's I don't think it was ever plugged in though so it was more of a prop than anything else but that's your that's your privilege never forget that you know it's a piece of art people buy records to hang in their room I bought a phone so that I could pick it up and pretend to be talking to a boyfriend I didn't have we all live our own truths um I also wanted to circle back to when Greg tries to give we're going to circle back this is a zoom meeting and we're going to circle like back tutorial absolutely you absolutely are this will be on the test um when Greg is trying to send the note to Holly and it gets to uh, Miss Cat's queen, Patty, and she opens it up and it says, sorry, how do you get your hair to smell so beautiful? If another living human being said that to me, I think I would commit murder. That's the weirdest shit I have ever heard. That scene gave me so much secondhand embarrassment. Like, I, I, like, First of all, the sentence made no sense. Second of all, like, I feel like the movie's pretty cringy, but that scene, I had to pause and I was like, oh my. God. It was entirely too much. But you know what? I think that supports your Greg is an incel theory. I didn't realize that was the theory that I was doing, but that's exactly the kind of shit somebody would say if they never got anything. I feel bad to call Greg an incel because he's like a child in this. He's gaslighting, he's racist. It's safe to say that if this movie came out in 2020 or 2021, it would... Greg would be canceled? Yes, it would not hold up. I think that this movie would have aged very badly. It needs one of those warnings before the old racist Disney scenes that are like, this is a period piece reflective of the time it was produced. Do they Are they doing that now? If before, I think before like Song of the South and like the really, really bad ones, they have a little thing. They also are doing it in front of some old office episodes on CMT. Really? Like, which ones? Interesting. Right, I know. Like, all of them. I think they do it in front of all of them now, where it's just like this was made, you know, in a time. It's not reflective of whatever. I don't know. I'm doing a very poor job of explaining it. but um, I don't know how I feel about that, but I'm kind of mixed on that. I think, it's a, you know, it gets a little, I know. I understand, I guess. But anyways, it's just a thing that's happening. I feel like if you have basic critical thinking skills, maybe you wouldn't need that. But I guess that's. I know. Like, that's the point of people like, oh, the office could never be done today. I'm like, isn't the joke, though, that like the people who are saying these things are the terrible people? Like, yeah, like Michael Scott is not a politically correct character. Like, he's not supposed to be. He wasn't written like that. Critical thinking skills. Lost. But yeah, overall thoughts in the movie. Like, what did you think? This was your first time watching it. It was an experience. I think it really uh, helped me understand sort of the middle child um, way of thinking. Welcome way to of my life. world. I know. I was. I kind of want to hear more, more your thoughts on how it felt to see your lived experiences on the big screen. I actually forgot about Manny, so I only realized... Yeah, so it's easy. I mean, the child labor laws on child actors are very strict. So he's in like two scenes. Where did they put that baby? Where did they keep putting that baby? Are you glad I forced you to watch it? But no, um, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, like it was a good use of an hour and a half of my life. I enjoyed it. I did. It was it was great. Roderick was hot. <laughs> no, there were a couple moments. 
about where he he had an emotional king moment at the end. He did shed a tear while that girl was singing memories. He did. Or as you like to call it, moonlight. I I also have that. Like so when they when their parents find out about I I, I love how I'm explaining the plot. Like no one gives a fuck. Anyway, I'm still going to explain it. No one no one cares, but when so Roderick's punishment for holding the party was that he couldn't perform at the talent show with his band loaded diaper which we never mentioned which is an epic fucking name for a band like the the level of irony the subversiveness you know okay you disagree all right i can tell (laughs) okay okay um i just i just think it's more that middle school butt humor maybe i'm not advanced enough i'm not coming at this from the right way i i think it's funny I think it's funny. It made me laugh. Um, he like gets emotional. Like he's like, you can't do this to me. Like, honestly, he got for him in that in that moment. I was like, damn, like he's actually flexing some acting skills here. Like because he gets emotional and like, you know, like he was on the verge of tears then. And I was like, shit, man, that sucks. Like I actually was empathetic, you know, and they had the audacity the audacity to look at that actor and say we're gonna get an uglier kid to replace you i've never watched them since they've replaced the main i never watched i only watched the first two so i don't know i I vaguely actually if you believe it greg was a bigger dick in the first movie um if you can believe that um i don't think i watched any of the other movies i only watched the first two um there is a third movie, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Dog Days. I they replaced Roderick, I think. Yeah, Greg's the same. So in conclusion, I was just, I don't want to be cheesy or anything, but I was thinking a lot about my siblings' relationship thing, you know? Because you, 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 you have a sibling. I do have a sibling. We're of the... We are the cultured variety. We are not only children. No offense to only children. Um, yeah. So Full offense have, to only children, actually. Learn how to share. Some of my good, dear friends are only children. So I don't want to say that. Um, Rebecca said that, not me. Um, um, I don't Coming know, out as anti-only child. First of all, I was thinking about Roderick and Greg and Manny in the lockdown together. And I was like... That would have been actually a really funny movie to watch. And, you know, I think they should make one now. Original cast. They've all grown up, but they've all had to move home for lockdown. I think that there's some content left there. We can still scrape the bottom of the barrel. But I don't I I don't know how I feel about Corona like content. Like, I I hate that shit because I think it's too soon because we are in currently lockdown number four um oh i hate it i hate it i don't see the end frankly i lost all hope so i don't really like the corona content at the moment um but yeah i was just thinking about because you moved home and i moved home and i've spent so much time with my younger sibling to the point where i i'm constantly asking my mom if i was this annoying when i was her age and my mom responds with you were worse. Ooh. 
it's it really hits sometimes but um i think it was it, i think it was worse because there was the two of us like shania's on her own yeah shania's on her own she's like the only person my mom really like has to worry about now um so i feel like that might have something i'm trying to I'm trying to soften the blow to my ego but like it's not working but yeah what about you i mean you've been home you've been home and your sister will probably listen to this and so will mine so that's why i'm I, that's why i'm focusing on shania because i know shania is not going to listen to this but my older sister is so yeah it's been Uh-huh. So I'm not going to say anything. <sighs> yeah, I'm not going to say anything outwardly Christina phobic because she's a good kid and I love her. Tina phobic. Um, hi, Tina, if you're listening. Um, no, it's been it's been hard. Definitely. Because like I am a full grown adult now. Um, and now I'm back, you know, shacking with Mike and Karen shacking up I don't want to say shacking up I think that's I think that means having sex I don't know I'm I'm back home <laughs> um and it's just it's different my sister has a, a boyfriend that she spends a lot of time with so I don't see her too often we both work we both have school um but when I do see her like we've had some really nice moments recently where we like just like having a meal together um it's like it sounds so like corny but like it's just so nice to kind of go back to that sibling relationship yeah she's busy as hell she's got a lot going on she's a good kid she's weird yeah because you've spent a lot of time away from home until high like i feel like i didn't really this is maybe too dramatic i feel like it is but whatever i feel like i didn't really feel like an older sibling until i went home in march and i was with shania all the time because like Shania was really young when i left home so like I felt like I was really being this older sibling very much so and she hates it she hates it she can't stand it because she's kind of been raised like an only child right so so it's just weird because like I feel I didn't really feel like an older sibling until March 2020 I don't know why I've come to this this is after introspection and after critically analyzing Roderick rules this is the conclusion I came to is that I didn't really feel like an older sibling until last year of March I don't know what that says about me it I think it just says that you were at such a different point in your life probably you know you moved out pretty when she was still fairly young right yeah she was like five or six yeah that's right when kids are like becoming people right because before that, they're kind of just like sitting there. I don't know a lot about babies. I don't know a lot. <laughs> That's like Christina was born like soon enough after me that I don't think I've ever not been an older sibling. Like it's so much of a part of my identity to be like worrying about her. And it's difficult been being come to. Oh, OK. We're going to try that sentence again. It's difficult coming to terms with the fact that she like is an adult mm-hmm. now. And I don't need to be like. Yeah like obviously I still worry about her but like you can make your own decisions it's insane live laugh love that's I mean I think if we can end if we can end this this podcast on any note it should be live laugh love watch Roderick rules um 
let us let us know which sibling you identify with most. I'm a classic Roderick. It is. It's the it's your it's your Myers Briggs. It's your love language. It's your Heffley brother. Let us know what you think. Um, let us know if you think it holds up in 2021. It's not 2020 anymore. Um, Anyways, so yeah, give this a watch. Tag yourself as a Heffley brother or a side character. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you found this uh, really annoying. Um, actually, don't. I can't. I can't handle that. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. This is. Send it to your friends. Um, tell them if they don't listen to the whole thing, they're going to die in seven days, and then they have to send it on further. The whole. We're really just. We're just trying to spread the cheese touch here. Uh, this, we started with this movie because it's it's part of a series from which we got our name. A cultural cornerstone for our generation um so if you had a fun time listening in on us conversing yeah come tune in next week we'll talk about more dumb stuff take an anti-capitalist spin on it and you get to understand the brain rot that we both have a little bit better i mean i still don't completely understand what's going on up there so anyway thanks for listening and we'll see you next week Thank you.